Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam Harris. And I'm Kim Montague. And we answer the question, if not algorithms, then what? In our last episode, Pam talked about real math, fake math, and mathematizing your world. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like. So Pam, we were going to call this episode, What Mathy People Do. Right. And then we had this long conversation about um, that we don't want to give the wrong impression because we believe that all people can be mathy people. It's just that maybe we're not yet because we don't even know that it that it's a thing. Like we don't know exactly what it means to be a mathy person. Um, but it can be helpful to know what those mathy things are that people do in their heads. When I think sometimes we've looked at people and gone like, I don't even know what you're doing <laughs> in your head. So, so if we can point out those things, like I began to be able to develop as a mathematician when I could understand more what mathy people were doing in their heads. And then I became more of a mathy person because to be that sort of mathy person, exact, uh, remember, we think everybody could be a mathy person, but to be that mathy person, what we think that means is that you have a dense brain structure. That means you have yeah. lots of connections in your head. When you solve problems, you want to have at least a few directions that you can go, a few relationships that you can use. Um, because mathy people don't just follow a rule and do the same steps all the time. Mathy people let the the numbers or the structure influence the which relationship they might use today to solve that problem. They might even use a different one the next day to solve the problem. Sure. So when we hear or think of a particular number, lots of things come to mind. Yeah. So for example, Kim, if yeah. I asked you, if I just said the number 36, what comes to your mind? 36. So I think um, six squared, I think of three dozen, think one more than 35. Uh, if I'm thinking about money, I'm thinking a quarter, a dime, a penny. Uh, I think in 64. Uh, what else? Well, 64. Kim. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of you guys might be wondering, 64. I said the number 36. Why, why would 64 come to mind when I say the number 36? Oh, sure. It's the partner of 36 to 100. So that's interesting. Now, Y'all, before I became numerically powerful, I didn't know it was a thing to know the partners of a number to 100. So 36 plus 64 is 100. And that's a thing. It's a thing to know the partners of 10, 
100, and 1,000. Who knew? Well, mathy people do. And so if we all want to become mathy people, which we believe we can, then it's a thing to sort of be able to recognize numbers, partners to 10 or partners to 100 or partners to 1,000. These are relationships that mathy people own and then they can use them. Hmm. Because these are important relationships, Kim came up with this routine called I Have, You Need. It's an instructional routine that she played with her students. Um, so I would do the same instructional routine uh, with people in workshops. I did it with people in my university class. But one day uh, we were in a workshop and Kim said to me, um, I'm not sure you really appreciate how important the partners of 100 are. And I was like, no, no, I get it. You know, they're important. She goes, yeah, but you don't own them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I don't. And, and the reason I think at, at that moment, if I remember correctly, Kim, it's because we were solving some problem and that, that relationship did not come to my mind Yeah, and, and, and it did to yours. And so you just kind of politely poked me a little bit to say, Hey, that is important. So y'all, I took, I take whatever Kim says seriously and I took it seriously. And so from that uh, moment on in my university classes, we would play, I have, you need this routine. We're going to tell you about Every day um, in my university class, we'd play it the very first day of the semester, and then we would play it every class period a little bit. I'd assign it for homework. Interestingly, at the end of that semester, I always ask my students, what's the most, uh, what's the best thing we did in class this semester, and what would you have me improve? What's the thing that you would, you would ask me to do better next semester so I can improve? And that semester and ever since, I always get students that will say the most important thing we did all semester was learn their partners of a hundred partners of a thousand playing. I have you need. And that was so interesting to me. I was like, wow, this really is important. And then I would ask him like, why is that the most important thing? And they said, because those relationships show up everywhere. So today in the podcast, we thought we'd share that with you. We thought you'd share this important thing that mathy people do so that we can all become more mathy. So let me tell you a little bit more about this routine. The routine is let's say that it's total 100. So we're going to play, I have you need total 100. And it simply goes like this. If I say I have 70, then Kim, what do you need to make 100? 30. And if I say I have 90, what do you need? 10. And if I say I have 40, you need? 60. And if I have 20, you need? 80. If I have 85, you need? 15. Now, Kim's pausing a little bit because we talked about this and I wanted to make sure that there was a little bit of time for you listeners to think a little bit before she just gives the answer. So I'm going to do a couple more. Kim, just pause about the same amount of time, but everybody out there in listening land, think about if you know these partners of uh, to 100. If I give you the number, what do you need to add to it to get to 100? So if I say I have 65, you need 35. If I have 55, you need 45. How about if I have 35, what do you need? 65. Now you might've noticed that so far I did sort of decades. I did multiples of 10. So I did numbers like 80, 90, 40, 20. And then I did some multiples of five, 85, 65, 55, 35. Then eventually you want to get to the point where you can do any random number. Like if I were to say, I have 67. 33. What do you need, Kim? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 33. <laughs> So 67 plus 33 is 100. What if I said I have 82? You Eight, need 18. 18. So I should be able to say any random number, like I have 27. What do you need, Kim? 73. Bam! I mean, that's just like uncanny. And I'll tell you all, we don't have those written down. I was just like saying numbers <laughs> I was and nervous. Kim, was, Kim was spitting them back. <laughs> 
And so that's a goal. Now we're going to tell you a little bit later in the podcast why that's such a goal, but that's a thing to know that we can play this. I have you need routine to get uh, ourselves and our students better at those partners of 10, 100 and a thousand. Yeah. So teachers and parents, we would highly recommend first work on partners of 10. Um, if you have older kids, you can do the decades, uh, 20, 40, 60. Um, and you can see if they own the partners of 10 that way. So like with young learners, you might do something like a total of 10. I have eight, you need two. And if I have three, you need seven. But if you want to do that with older kids, like Kim was just saying, you could say, I have 80, you need 20. And if I have 30, you need 70. And in a huge way, that's sort of checking those older kids' partners of 10. So Kim, tell us about that experience you told me um, about your third grade teacher friend. Yeah, I um, had a friend once who taught third grade, and she was kind of lamenting one day about how her kids didn't um, own their partners of 10. They were kind of struggling, and she said, man, these kids came to me. They don't even know their partners of 10. Um, And I said, wow, it's October. You know, it's one thing if they come to you and they don't already have their partners of 10. But by October, that's kind of on you. You know, it's, it's a thing to figure out kind of where your kids are. And then work on it. If they don't come to you with those um, partners, you know, you got to kind of work on it with them. Yeah. At some point, the rubber hits the road. And you can't just say, bummer, they came to me without what yeah. I need or what, you know, we, we, we get. Then, then let's recognize it and work on it. So first, we would recommend that you work on partners of 10. Make sure they know those. Work on partners of 100. That's the next thing. As you do this routine, teachers and parents, first work on those multiples of 10, those decades, 20, 30, 40 Work on those first. Once kids know those pretty well, then go to the multiples of fives, 55, 75, 95. And then once they've got multiples of fives, then work um, on any random number, the ones, so like 67, 83, uh, 52. Um, As you do that in each of those categories, the decades first, then the fives and the ones, in each of those categories, use the bigger numbers first. So -hmm. like if I begin playing with any kid, random kid, and I just say, hey, if I have 87, you need, I'll I'll use the number 87 closer to 100 first before I'll say, I have 13, what do you need? (laughs) Because it's actually kind of, kind of funny when you play this game with kids and you say something like, hey, I have 85, what do you need? They'll be like, okay, I can do that. I I count up from 85 to 100. They figured Mm -hmm. out, they say 15. (laughs) But then if you turn right around and go, I have 15, what do you need? They'll go, oh, crud. (laughs) (laughs) It's 15 is so much further from a hundred that they, they, if they're still counting up, then they might not um, recognize that they could just count back 15 from a hundred. So one way that you can um, sort of mess with that a little bit, help kids recognize that is you can give kids uh, a number like, Hey, I have 77. Kim, what do you need to make a hundred? 23. And then you can write back, go, I have 23. What do you need? 77. 77. And so then, especially if I write those down, I can write those two partners down. 77 plus 23 equals 100. 23 plus 77 equals 100. And I can just notice it. I can just go, ha, look at that. And then kids can start to go, oh, I could sort of count back from 100. I can use what I know about the other partner. And that can kind of help. So again, just to recap, do the decades first, then the fives, then the ones. And do the bigger numbers close to the, the, the total first. And then do the smaller numbers and then you can play total 1,000. All right, Kim, you ready? I think so. <laughs> if I have 654, what do you need? 346. Bam. And that's unbelievable. So you kind of want to be able to play uh, total 1,000. 
So Kim, we've talked about what and how to play. Why are partners of 10 and 100 and 1,000, why are those so important? Oh my gosh, subtraction. When um, one of the things that I noticed uh, as a third grade teacher is that um, subtraction across zeros was a nightmare. I think every third grade teacher listening will say the same thing. <laughs> Subtracting across all Probably those fourth zeros. Grade, fifth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Right. So, um, you know, all the crossy outies and like, where does the 10 go? Where do the nines go? It's kind of like that nightmare series of days that you're practicing that. And what I found out was that if I worked on partners of 100, then my students weren't considering all those crossy outies and, and using traditional algorithms. They were really thinking about how far away to the next hundred am I? So for example, if I did something like 100 minus 57, your students didn't line them up yeah. and cross the zeros out and turn it, one of them into a nine, one of them into a 10. Or they just thought, well, what do I need from right. 57 to get to a hundred? Bam. Yeah. That's a brilliant strategy. That's really, really helpful. Right. So as an elementary teacher, Pam, I'm thrilled with the routine we've just talked about. Tens, hundreds, thousands. And we didn't mention it earlier, but even partners of one. Oh, yeah. What role like, does I Have You Need play in middle school and high school? Maybe you can talk about the partners of one for just a second. So I could play I Have You Need total one where I could uh, use decimals and I could say so 0.57 or 57 hundredths. What do I need? And you're kind of just using the same relationships as a 100, but it kids have to think a little differently. Sure. It sort of trips their brain. And so that could be great. You can also play total one where you could say, I have four fifths. Mm -hmm. What do I need to make a hundred? Ah, I just need one more fifth. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds a little bit elementary, but you'd be surprised that uh, I could be kind of helpful for kids. So yeah, we can absolutely play close to one. That's a great kind of uh, lower middle school thing to do. So you ask about middle and high school. Well, funny enough, if students in middle and high school don't know their partners of 10, 100, and 1,000, then that's a thing to do. Like yeah. we would want to start there. But also, as we get kids to kind of realize that there are these delightful relationships with those nice numbers, the nice numbers of 10, 100, 1,000, 1, we can also have nice numbers like 180 for the sum of the measures of an angle of a triangle, of the angles of a triangle. So um, you could play a little bit of I have you need with 180. Um, or just that sense of, ooh, what are these things that add together to be 180 is helpful. But also you could think about radian measure, pre-calculus teachers and trig. If we could think about the fact that we have um, these nice friendly numbers that we are dealing with, well, could I deal with two pi for radian measure? And then I could think about the pieces that make those uh, the, those angles up. So if I know where two pi is, can I know where half of pi is? Or we tend to call that pi halves because we like to be silly as mathematicians. We, we like to sound like we're really intense. So instead of saying half of pi, we say pi halves. But, but by knowing there's this sort of sense of these nice numbers and the totals, that can help us with uh, some of these um, things in higher math. So listeners, go play I Have You Need by yourself when you're driving in the car, when you're tootling around your house, play with your personal kids, play with your classes, with your significant other, <laughs> build your relationships with partners of 10, 100, and 1,000 in order to be more dense when you think of numbers. Yeah, y'all. So let me tell you, now that I own those partners, I start to play with partners of 60. 60? <laughs> right. Because... <laughs> 
So I'm on the elliptical, right? I got a uh-huh. minute left. Mm-hmm. I got a minute left. And so I start thinking about things like, okay, <sighs> 10 seconds have gone by. Let's see. That's a sixth of a minute. And so I've got five, six to go. Oh, now 12 seconds have gone by. So that's a fifth of a minute. I got four fifths to go. Oh, now 15 seconds have gone by. That's a fourth of a minute. I've got three fourths. And I can play with more relationships um, because I sort of own more with 60. And so those are some fun relationships that I've started to play with. So one cool thing that mathy people do, partners of numbers. Excellent. Especially that 10, 100,000. And then we can move on to others once we know those. Hey, y'all, if you want to have more information about this cool routine, we have a downloadable guide for you. You can print it. You can put it in your lesson plan folder, hang it on your wall. So both Kim and I um, have this uh, technique when we were in the classroom where we would have an index card and we would have kind of important things that we would do in those last 38 seconds before the bell rang or before the kids moved on to specials or whatever. And so on that index card that you have hanging by your door, you could put I have you need that could remind you to play I have you need. But y'all, you can download this, our, our nice download that we have for you. It's a whole guide on the routine, the instructional routine I have you need. You can go to mathisfigureoutable.com slash you need. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash you need to download it or we'll post it in the show notes for you to download at your pleasure. Y'all, if you wouldn't mind, like the podcast, give us a nice review so more people can see it. That helps people find the podcast. We appreciate it. Check out the website mathisfigureoutable.com. We'd love to have you join us Wednesday nights on Math Strat Chat. So if you're interested to learn more math and you want to help students become mathematicians, then the Math is Figure Outable podcast is for you because math is figure outable. Thank you for listening and making math more figure outable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figure outable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.